You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, what's up, New Orleans? What's up across the Gulf South? And to you listening across the world at WWL.com and the Radio.com app. And welcome on in Tiger fans who hung around after an exciting Win in overtime again, the seventh time LSU has gone to overtime this year, and they win again the sixth time, 79-78 over Florida in a game that, well, might have not even needed to actually get there, but resiliency again shines through for this young LSU team that has key seniors and upperclassmen in critical spots that's been important. And like a very a wise man once said, Winning cures everything. So this game probably didn't need to even get to overtime. There were some miscues by LSU late, which we'll get to. But a win's a win, and that's what matters here. And LSU finishes 9-0 and in conference play on the road for the first time in program history. And more important than that, they now move back into a tie with Tennessee atop the conference standings with just one game to play. Both teams are 15-2. and and that means if LSU takes care of Vandy this weekend, Vandy who is winless in conference play, they should. That means at worst they'll have a share of the conference lead, but they have that tiebreaker with Tennessee, so they'll likely be the number one seed in the conference tournament. That's very important as that means they'll be on the opposite side of that bracket of Tennessee and Kentucky. Right off the top here, let's bring in Tyler Nunez of TigerAg.com. Colors LSU hoops there at by Tyler Nunez. Uh, uh, Tyler, wow, what what a game again. This is, <laughs> it just never ends for this LSU club. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it seems like every time they play, we have to deal with this. Uh, <laughs> it can be a little stressful even for a non for, for uh an unbiased viewer, but uh, they win another LSU, they win another overtime game. That's their fifth of the season. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know really what else to say. They went out, they, they go out and beat these teams that that, that uh, they they struggle against, and I, I mean, wow, uh, they're one one what should be easy win away from winning an SEC title. Yeah, one win away, which is pretty incredible. Uh, fun or, or, I guess, stressful like you put it, whatever it is, it's been exciting. Uh, let's talk about the good here first, though. What, what stands out for me more than anything, and there is bad that stood out too, but the good is the resiliency that I just talked about, Tyler. Um, I, is this, it has to, I guess, bode well for their conference and NCAA tournament hopes if they're winning these kind of games with frequency. You would think so, yeah. I mean, like you said, there are some problems. Like they they were up by ten in the first half, and things kind of fell apart due to some turnover issues, and that's been kind of a theme throughout the season. When they get a big lead, they tend to turn the ball over a lot more often and take some bad shots. But uh, but their their ability to kind of bounce back from that and win those six minute games that Will Wade talks about at the end of every game, uh, it's huge. I mean, the the fact that they've been able to win so many tight games and this this is nothing new. It seems like all but three of LSU's SEC games have come down to the wire like this, and they're I mean they're they've lost two of them. So they're 15 and two with one game left. So uh, it says a lot about uh, how well coached they are, and it says a lot about how resilient they are despite their youth. Indeed, uh, let's talk about the, the ending of this uh, regulation, not the game, but the actual regulation, because these these yeah. errors that LSU well, uh, has late in games, Tyler. They keep cropping up. You had a Skyler Mays missed free throw, front end of a one-and-one, one, which is just a little bit inexplicable considering he shoots, what, 87% or so on the season. And then you have another, and we've seen this before, another just bad Waters turnover late. And he's a, he's a koozie finalist. I just don't think these kind of things can happen uh, and shouldn't be happening at this time of year. 
Yeah, no, it's kind of it's kind of wild. Uh, it's it's kind of mostly frustrating because up until that point, he had had a really good end of the game. Uh, it's like he was going to carry him to victory. Yeah, that turnover was just inexcusable, and it came at the worst possible time. Uh, it allowed Florida to, to get that last three three pointer that put him up by two with six seconds, and luckily it was Tremont Waters who was able to bring it down the floor and get a layup to force overtime. But uh, if it weren't if it weren't for that turnover, they're probably not in that position to begin with. So what's the issue with Tremont here late in games uh, with the turnover issues? Now he redeemed himself with that coast-to-coast driving land, and everybody's going to remember that, as they should. But what's the issue here with his turnover problems late? Um, I think he just tries to do a little bit too much. Uh, he's a guy who, who had to do too much last season. I think when they're in situations like that, he feels like he has to revert to that kind of uh, mentality again. And when in reality, he has a lot of guys around him who can help him out. Uh, whenever he's able to kind of pass the ball off and, and – and, and distribute the ball uh, the way he does for most of the game. That's when LSU's at their best. Uh, and I think once he realizes that, uh, that he can do that in situations like that, they're probably going to be a lot better off. It's Tyler Nunez of TigerRag.com here talking about LSU's 79-78 win in overtime. Critical win for, Flor- uh, for LSU at Florida in Gainesville on the road. How do you think the selection committee is going to view this game and this win? Do you think uh, it's because of the way it ended, close overtime game, they don't give any credence here? Do you think it's a win? Uh, uh, is Florida quadrant one here? They've got to be, right? So this would be a quadrant they, one. I think at this the point they have to be. Yeah, I think they're 35, they're, they're 35 in the net on the road. I think that's uh, definitely a quadrant one win. Um and I think that I think the NCAA tournament will, or their committee will look on it favorably. I mean, they were LSU was an underdog coming into this game in Vegas and in Ken Palm, so uh, they were able to pull out a win despite themselves and despite that. And uh, I, I don't see how that's anything other than impressive, frankly. Well, you mentioned Ken Palm there, and those are the sites that I tell my audience to check: Ken Palm, Sagarin, Net. Also, all three of those rankings have LSU lagging behind their seating and lagging behind their ranking in the coaches' poll and the AP poll. Why do you think that is? Um, I just uh, the fact that they have only one game; those close games that we talked about uh, early in the uh, earlier in this interview. I think that that's part of the reason those. Those uh, formulas like you to beat to beat teams by more than two or three points at a time. So um, I think that uh, had they had more convincing wins throughout the SEC schedule, I think they'd probably be a little bit higher. Um, but I, again, I think that the fact that they've won all these games, the NCAA tournament committee is not just going to ignore that. That there, that there's a reason there's a human element to these things, and it's not just robots. Uh, yeah, that's a good point, uh, Tyler. Uh, a couple of. Uh, Look, a little nitty basketball nerdy details to get to here. Uh, first, the LSU was running their offense through Nas Reed for the most part in the second half. What would you make of that? Did you like it? Oh, I loved it. I thought they had to use their post in this game. Uh, I think – and I thought what we saw earlier in the game, especially on defense, they weren't letting Florida kind of get into the post. Uh, and I think that uh, LSU has such a size advantage against teams like that that they need to uh, utilize it at – every possible moment. Uh, and when LSU's offense was running well, they were able to get the ball to Nas Reed and Kavopigby Williams, and they were able to make things happen that way. But a good portion of their points came from the post, and at pretty much against any team, LSU wants to be able to score well in the post because they're not a three-point shooting team. Uh, they're an offensive rebounding team. They get a lot of putbacks, and they score really effectively in the paint, and that, that's where they want to be. 
in this game. Nas Reed with just uh, nine points and just the one assist. This is why I look at that and I'm thinking, you got to be a little bit better facilitator if you're Nas in that point. I'm just wondering, teachable moment here, I guess, for, for Coach Wade with Nas. This is how he wants to run his offense, head into the conference and NCAA tournament. But uh, Nas has a little growing there to do, right? Obviously, Nas still has a lot of work to do. Um, I think that, uh, a lot of people had higher expectations for him, but he's been pretty solid this season. He's very underrated as an asset on defense, especially. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's still got some growing to do. He's not really great off the dribble. He's not, him trying to kind of control the game in that way uh, doesn't really typically go his way. Uh, but uh, he, he's still got a lot of growth to go, but, I mean, he's such a versatile scorer. And he's so valuable on defense. I, I think they're pretty happy with where he's at right now. Tyler Nunez with us at by Tyler Nunez on Twitter. You can find his worth at Tiger Rag. Uh, let's talk about the final defensive possession here of the game. Uh, what's oh. going on with the the random one three one that led to what I thought would happen a wide open look for Hudson and he buried it. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, I thought they were doing pretty well defensively for the most part. Uh, I, I know that that Florida was hitting a lot of shots, but a lot of those were contested. Uh, so I, I I don't really agree with it. I'm I personally against the zone defense in general. I don't think it's a uh, it, it's not my favorite way to run a defense, especially late in games. But uh, but I, I guess Will Wade saw something he liked. Unfortunately, uh, it kind of broke down on him, and uh, somebody somebody kind of bailed on their assignment and left the guy wide open. Uh, but uh, again, Waters was able to kind of make up for it, and you know, they, they were able to force overtime. Okay, the guy that they left open was Jalen Hudson, who was averaging 13 points a game Yeah, the very wrong this. guy. That's exactly <laughs> right. why I hate the zone, especially late in games, because that's what it's prone to, right? Like, you're, you're kind yeah. of, like, going where the, the, the offense di- or where the defense dictates you to go instead of staying with a guy that you need to. So I'm, if you're going to go zone, I'm much more a fan of a matchup zone. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess we'll wait on something. Unfortunately, it was the wrong thing. Yeah, not with Hudson scoring 30 yeah, points tonight. And again, yeah, Tyler, didn't fantastic. this expose a huge weakness for LSU? And that's having they, they just have that lockdown defender that you need sometimes and most of the time to make a run deep in March. I think it might be their their one huge Achilles heel here. Do you disagree? Um, not necessarily. I, a, a guy could definitely go out there and beat him. I think that uh, it, it's they seem to struggle with that because Arkansas is another team like that where they have Daniel Gafford and Gafford was able to gash him in both games, uh, forcing overtime in the first one. And then Arkansas obviously beat LSU in the PMAC the second time. And I think Will Wade's philosophy going into those games, well, if he's the only one to beat us, who, who can beat us, then and we shut down everybody else. We should have a pretty good shot of winning the game, but I'm not really, it hasn't really worked out that way. So I think he might have to switch that philosophy up a little bit, and try to find a way to uh, force them to distribute the ball a little bit more often. All right, now that we're just weeks away from the NCAA uh, selection show and selection Sunday, what's your thoughts on where LSU right now? And I understand there's still a conference tournament to go, but right now, where would you have LSU? Where do you think they'll be? I mean, if it, if they were picking tomorrow, I think I still have them as a three seed, but I think there's room for them to move up to a two seed if they if, if they beat Vanderbilt, win a share of the conference title, and then at least make the SEC championship game, I think that they can move their way into a two seed. Any shot for a one seed? All Tiger fans want to know. No, no I'm going to say there's absolutely no shot for a one seed. Unless they, I, I mean, I guess maybe if they just dominated their way through the SEC tournament. But, I mean, it's just so crowded up there. Um, I, I, I don't see them, even as much as Duke is struggling, uh, I don't see them getting past the Duke of Virginia, uh, a Gonzaga. I, I just don't see it happening. It's Tyler Nunez, the Tiger Ag. Tyler, always appreciate the chats. We'll do it again soon. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
sure you follow his work at TigerAg.com and at by Tyler Nunez on Twitter. LSU victorious tonight in Gainesville, 79-78, one of the tougher places to play in the conference. They win in overtime for the fifth time in seven tries. We're going to break. When we come back, your chance to weigh in here, Tiger fans. What do you think about this win? A game that shouldn't have gone to overtime because of more LSU miscues late, but what matters is that they won. Top 10 team wins again on the road. 504-260-1870. That's the phone number. That's 504-260-1870. And the text line is 870-870. We'll also get to my notes and thoughts from the game coming up next year on the last lap. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 